0: You are Locked on Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Tuesday morning episode of the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked on Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade. Excited to be back Today after taking a a small little vacation, not posting a show yesterday. So I'm I'm glad to be back today though. Today's episode is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked and you'll get twenty percent off your next order. And on today's show, we have a lot to talk about, especially in the basketball world. Iowa took down Ohio State, and that was a huge win. We're not gonna dive into every little nook and cranny of that game as we typically would, simply because it's been two days after that. You probably already have done some analysis. You probably already listened to other shows. So I'm gonna cover that a little bit, talk about a few of the themes I saw. Uh, We're gonna talk about the Fran Fade, and the fact that uh, I think it's officially time to call that dead, at least this year. Um, We're gonna talk about Jack Nungee. I haven't had a chance to talk about that since he has officially been ruled out. We kind of figured that was the case, but we saw what Fran is looking to do without Jack Nunji in the lineup. We're going to talk about that. Iowa also moves up to the number five spot in the AP poll. What does that mean for the Hawks? We're going to talk Big Ten tournament scenarios and, of course, Kaitlin Clark. Before we do all that, the Iowa Hawkeyes won the Big Ten Men's Indoor Track and Field Championships. Awesome stuff to them. That was uh, Phenomenal performance all around for, for the Hawkeyes. And you love to see how dominant the Iowa Hawkeye athletic community has been this entire year. I mean, it's been truly impressive. I mean, we have the best player in men's basketball. We have one of the best player in women's basketball. We have a men's track team that won the Big Ten Championships. We have a wrestling team that is going to win the national championship, I mean, that's that's incredible to see what Iowa is doing right now, and I think we should all be very much appreciative of, of what we're seeing happen in Iowa Hawkeye athletics. But getting into the the basketball conversation, the men's team took down Ohio State, and that was a huge win. I didn't get a chance to watch it live, uh, that's why you didn't see me tweeting about it, but I watched it yesterday on the plane home, Iowa winning 73-57, to 57. a couple of things uh, stood out to me about that game. Uh, first, we got to get through Jordan Bohannon because that was, uh, you know, great performance, five assists, setting the record for all-time assists in Iowa Hawkeye history. And, and Jordan Jordan Bohannon has had an up and down career, and I don't mean that in terms of his production has been up and down. I think he gets a lot, he catches a lot of flack. when things don't go well. It's Jordan Bohannon's fault, and when things do go well, uh, you know, it's what we expected from Jordan Bohannon, right? You think about some of the big-time shots he's made, and you think. Wow, that was amazing. Why can't he do that every game? Or why can't he put the team on his back? And I think what we ultimately need to do is just appreciate Jordan Bohannon and what he does bring to the table. Yes, he is not the most athletic player in the nation. Probably one of the least athletic players in the nation, if we're being completely honest. He's not going to be able to guard a guy... Uh, that, that is going to go to the NBA and be able to man up on him and, and be able to lock him down consistently. He's not going to be able to break a guy down off the dribble and get to the basket every single time or most of the time, but he does come up clutch. He makes big time shots when we need them for the most part. And, Anytime you can set a career record, you can break Jeff Horner's assist record, Uh, that is just phenomenal. That is just incredible production by Jordan Bohannon, and congratulations to him nonetheless. We're going to miss him in an Iowa Hawkeye uniform next year. Jordan Bohannon finished with 8 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, and 26 minutes of play. On the flip side, Joe Toussaint. Got a bit more time playing. And we're going to talk about what Jack Nunji being out means. But it looks like it means some more minutes for Joe Toussaint as long as he can stay under control. Now, one of the reasons you know Joe Toussaint hasn't been getting as many minutes, he hasn't been that careful with the ball. He's been a little bit careless, kind of all over the place. Uh, not bringing the production that you expect coming off the bench. But in this game, uh, probably his best game of the season, I think. 14 points, assists. Two rebounds, had a plus-minus of 12, which was the third highest on the team. Um, what I loved about it was the defensive energy he brought and diving for you know that loose ball where he kind of turned the ball over, dove for the loose ball. I mean, he, what he was doing was bringing the energy off the bench, and we needed to see that, and that was huge for the Hawks. Uh, we know they're probably going to be playing a little bit smaller, and you need big-time minutes from a guy like Joe Toussaint, who has the most experience off the bench at this point. I mean, if you look at that bench, he he does have the most experience off the bench. We need him to be playing those big-time minutes. And he, even, I mean, he had a really nice drive to the basket. And when you can do that, when you can break a guy down off the dribble, get to the hoop, that creates so many more opportunities for the Hawkeyes because the defense now has to collapse. They now have to... Watch out for that. They have to be right up on top of you. If he can get away from them, that potentially gives you an opportunity to get some help side defense and kick it out to an open three-point shooter. So, um, great stuff from Joe Toussaint all around. Loved the game that he put together against Ohio State. I will put together a fantastic performance defensively as well. Winning 73 to 57, Only allowing 28 points in the first half, 29 points in the second half. Ohio State came into this game one of the best offenses in the country. So that, that's not just Iowa playing a bad offensive team. Ohio State is still third in adjusted offensive efficiency, and Iowa put them down. And you love to see it. I was a little bit concerned coming into this game because... You think without Jack Nungy, maybe you play a little bit more zone uh, because you don't have those big guys. You don't want to get the foul trouble. But I thought Iowa did a phenomenal job in this game defensively. The energy was there. They were diving for loose balls. They wanted to get those rebounds. And you could tell they were ready to go for this game. They out-rebounded Ohio State 31-28, to offensively 5-2. to Led them in steals 5-3. to uh, and they forced 12 turnovers on Ohio State as opposed to the five they had. So um, just just a phenomenal job all around defensively. And if Iowa can play defense like that, this is a team that can go far in the tournament. And I know the last time we talked, it was Iowa versus Michigan, and I was a little bit bummed. And I think that was a fair a fair comment after the Michigan game of what we saw against Michigan is not a Final Four team. It could be an elite team. Elite Eight team based off of matchups, but it was not a Final Four team. Now, I think what we're seeing is Iowa putting it together for an entire game. I think they came out motivated after that loss to Michigan. They wanted to prove people wrong. And I think we saw the potential of Iowa. If they can reach that potential game in and game out in the tournament, this is a team that can go far. But again, the team we saw in Michigan, the game against Michigan, and the team we saw against Ohio State are different teams. Now, when I went back and watched the Michigan game, I wasn't as... As upset about the loss, I thought a few things just didn't go Iowa's way. I thought the stoppage time was a bit annoying from a flow perspective for Iowa, but still, huge game for Ohio State. I want to talk. I don't want to talk about the Michigan game. Uh, it's it's gone. It's past. Ohio State, um, the key signature win that Iowa has needed all season. We've seen them be close in these games, right? They were up against Ohio State last time. They should have beat Illinois. They, you know, we're playing pretty poorly against Gonzaga couldn't shoot the ball against Michigan. And then finally getting a signature win over Ohio state that moves them to fifth in the nation and AP poll, which was amazing to see. Also talking a little bit about Iowa, uh, Luke Garza got his, uh, you expected him to come out and want to get his quickly. And I thought what we saw was vintage Luke Garza. Uh, things were just always going in. Every basket was falling in the hoop for him. Um, he had some tough plays, but twenty-four points, eleven rebounds, ten of sixteen shooting, a plus minus of seventeen, which is tops on the team. Coming up on segment number two, we're gonna talk a little bit more about Jack Nungy, what that meant for the lineup, how that what that means for Iowa going forward, and then Big Ten tournament scenarios. That's all coming up. On segment number two of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Before we get into that, though, betonline.ig is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Betonline.ig even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Betonline.ig has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up today. Head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts have you covered. You just got to use that promo code LOCKEDON. So go over to BetOnline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and get a 50% welcome bonus upon your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the Iowa Hawkeyes, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today Podcast wherever you get your podcast at. Now, let's get back into Iowa basketball talk because one of the big things we were curious to see is how Iowa would divvy up the minutes without Jack Nunge in the lineup. And I would say this is probably – one of the best lineup lineups that Fran McCaffrey put together, I thought. He, he kept it pretty short. He only played eight guys, whereas Iowa has typically been rotating in eight to ten guys. Connor McCaffrey um, was able to play in this game, which is also a huge benefit. He did a great job uh, defensively, as he he typically has in the past. Not necessarily showing up the box score, but doing the little things to make this team hum. But he, he kept the bench short, so... Without Jack Nungy, Iowa went a little bit smaller. The backup for Luka Garza is now Keegan Murray. And Keegan Murray, I thought, played some solid minutes. We're going to need some big-time minutes from a 6'8", true freshman forward um, against some of the bigger teams. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what Iowa does against Wisconsin because Wisconsin does have more size down there. But I think Keegan Murray and his athleticism will actually be able to handle Micah Potter and Nate Reavers relatively easily, in my personal opinion. Um Joe Toussaint, again, getting 14 minutes, uh, the most he's gotten in quite some time. Patrick McCaffrey putting in another 13, and that bench played really well. Keegan Murray a 8. Joe Toussaint at plus-minus of 12. Patrick McCaffrey a plus-minus of 12. So you love to see that. Uh, as far as what this means going forward, I think Fran's going to try to keep the bench short. You're going to have to rely on your starters a bit more. Luka Garza, 38 minutes. Joe Wieskamp, 35. We're at that point in the season where it's time to go, right? I mean, Fran McCaffrey doesn't want to ride at Joey's camp and Luka Garza for 38 minutes and 35 minutes every single game. But we're at the point in the season now where every game matters so much. We get Nebraska on Thursday. Ideally, we don't have to play Luka Garza 38 minutes in that game. But as we saw against Rutgers, Nebraska isn't the worst team in the country. They're still a bad team, but they are a team that we have to be careful about. And against them, we would ideally be able to get Luka Garza and Joey's camp on the bench with five to ten minutes remaining so the, the, the backups can come in and, and get some time. But after that, it's time to roll. You do whatever you can to win those games. You have to win games in the Big Ten Tournament. You have to win your games in the NCAA Tournament, especially in the NCAA Tournament. As you all know, you lose, your out. So um, I expect Fran to ride with that eight-man rotation. Um, there is a chance we could see a Chris Murray. There is a chance, depending on the matchups, we might see a little bit more of Aaron um, or Tony Perkins. I don't think we're going to see Josh Ogundale Ogundale, um, simply because Fran said he's not ready. And if he's not ready, Fran's not going to put out a guy who can't go. Fran's going to put out a guy like a Keegan Murray who can make the best of that situation, even if he's giving up a little bit of size. And then you got to factor in the fact that Luka Garza is probably one of the best-conditioned big men, if not the best-conditioned big man in the country. So you expect him to be able to play some key minutes. And He came back for this. He came back to win a national title. So um, that's my thoughts on what's going to happen with Jack Nungy out. You're going to see more minutes for Joe T and Patrick McCaffrey, um, ideally probably keeping that bench at an eight-man rotation whenever possible. Um, but obviously, as you've seen, Fran is not afraid to go to that smaller lineup, not afraid to bring in Tony or Aaron if need be, and against even smaller teams, that's a pretty solid lineup as well, and I think he has the trust and confidence in those teams to be able to do that. Now, Iowa moves up to 5th in the AP poll after winning against Ohio State. They are 5th in Ken Palm as well, 2nd in offensive-adjusted efficiency. They are also, let me see, 59th in adjusted defensive efficiency, so you got to love to see that. Um, Just phenomenal stuff as they moved up another 20-ish spots after that Ohio State win. So, Iowa also 5th in net ranking, 5-6 and in Quadrant 1 wins, one of the best marks in the nation. Iowa, again, putting together an impressive resume that could get them a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. That is not out of the question. A number one seed in the Big Ten tournament is out of the question, but a number one seed in the NCAA tournament is not out of the question, which we'll be talking about here in just a second. But the Big Ten tournament, this is huge. This is what we're watching now. Iowa is currently number three in the Big Ten tournament, but a lot can change to guarantee a double buy. They need to beat Nebraska and Wisconsin. Now, if you looked at that four game schedule, you thought they probably go two and two. Maybe they go three and one. They needed to beat Ohio State, though, to make that possible. Now, you take care of business against Nebraska. I think Iowa matched up well against Wisconsin. They beat Wisconsin. They get that double bye no matter what. Purdue has Wisconsin and Indiana. Now, if Purdue loses one of those games, and Iowa wins against Nebraska or Wisconsin, Iowa's in as well. But Purdue is playing some of their best basketball right now, so you cannot count on that. Ohio State's also an interesting team because Ohio State has a game versus Illinois. If they win, that puts Ohio State at 13-7. Iowa's currently 12-6. If they win out, they are good. But if they split, Ohio State gets a higher seed because they own that tiebreaker, which would be the record against Illinois. So it's tough because we want a number one seed in the tournament, which would mean Illinois needs to lose against Ohio State, in my opinion. Now, I'm not a bracketologist. We do have a bracketologist that might be coming on the show here in a couple days to talk a little bit more about scenarios. But that is it's an interesting situation because you you want Ohio State to lose because that gives Iowa a better chance of getting that, that double buy. But it also doesn't necessarily help Iowa from a number one seed perspective. But again, I think if Iowa the the big thing here is if Iowa wins out, they beat Nebraska, Wisconsin, and they go far in the Big Ten tournament. And by far, I mean they go to the Big Ten tournament title game. I believe Iowa should be able to get a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. That's my personal opinion. So that double bye can be really helpful though because it saves Iowa a game. Um, they already make essentially the quarterfinals by just being there which is phenomenal to see um, as far as the other seeds i know wisconsin was a team that we were kind of worried about um, iowa was competing with for a double bye. wisconsin doesn't have a chance anymore they have eight losses they would need iowa to drop both of their games and that would and i you know wisconsin would need to win and then iowa versus wisconsin would be a tie but even then the tiebreaker Iowa would win that because they've have better records against Purdue and Ohio State, which would be kind of the top teams um, that Wisconsin has also played against as well. So to me, it's basically coming down to Purdue and Ohio State. I just gave you how we do that. If we went out, we're in. It's not a big deal. Um, if, if we split, that's still a possibility. We just need Purdue to drop a game to Wisconsin or Indiana and preferably Ohio State to drop their game versus Illinois as well. So that's the, the scenarios for the Big Ten Tournament, as games are played this week, we'll keep you posted. Um, as we figure out what teams Iowa could be playing against, we'll keep you posted. And then obviously, we're going to be breaking all that stuff down next week as well. Coming up on segment number three, we're going to talk a little bit more about the number one seed in the NCAA Tournament and then wrap up with some Caitlin Clark discussion because you can't finish a show without talking about probably one of the greatest freshman seasons we've ever seen from a basketball player, men or women's, uh, Caitlin Clark just putting on an absolute display uh, with the, the women's basketball team. Just phenomenal stuff all around. Before we get into that though, it is time for March Madness and Built Bar is putting together a bracket so they can determine the best Built Bar flavor out there today. Built Bar though is the best tasting protein bar on the market. If you haven't tried it, you've got to do it today. They have 18 amazing flavors. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they are soft and easy to chew. These bars are also incredibly healthy for you. So one of my favorite flavors is cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. If it was my personal opinion, the number one seeds for Built Bar's March Madness bracket would probably be mint brownie, salted caramel, cookies and cream. And if I could, I would throw in peppermint. Peppermint Brownie because that was – I know it's a it's a seasonal flavor, but holy crap, it's good. Or even Pumpkin Chocolate Chip, which was one of my favorites for a while there. Those would be an eye number one seeds, but we'll be breaking all of that down each and every show as we talk through Bilt Bar's March Madness bracket to see which is the best flavor in Bilt Bar. World. So go to BuiltBar.com right now if you haven't tried Built Bars or even if you have and use the promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Lockdowns On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast at today. Now let's wrap up with segment number three of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. And before we dropped, I said I want to talk about the number one seed in the tournament and again it is possible it is so possible and I also want to talk about the Fran fade because coming in to coming into the March or coming into the end of February a lot of negativity including for myself I I'm not going to sit there and say I thought Iowa was an amazing team after losing to Michigan it's hard to be excited about that team because they just couldn't compete against Michigan now I still think they are not as good as Michigan I think in 10 games Iowa loses eight of those But they don't have to play Michigan. They're not going to be in Michigan's bracket necessarily. So there's a chance they don't play Michigan for a very long time. And maybe there's a team that does match up better with Michigan. And they beat Michigan. So there are always chances here. But the best chance is if Iowa gets that number one seed. And then they're not getting Gonzaga. They're not getting Baylor. And they're not getting Michigan. That would be an ideal scenario. That would be the easiest bracket. Easiest path to the the Final Four. Now, that being said, they also would get the the top number two seed, which would probably be Illinois, probably Ohio State, one of those teams. So you're still going to have a very tough game at some point if those teams make it to that, that spot. But that you know, you're not seeing those teams to the Elite Eight at that point. But for Iowa to get a number one seed in the tournament, I don't think it's that far-fetched. They do need to win out. They need to beat Nebraska and Wisconsin. That's a huge piece. They also ideally need to make the Big Ten Finals. Now, we talked about it. If Iowa wins out, they have a double bye. If they do not win out, you have to be a little bit concerned about what happens in that, that Ohio State-Illinois game. You obviously got to be a little bit more concerned about what happens with Purdue. But you got to assume if you want a number one seed, Iowa has to win out. That's the that's it. That's where it's at. Iowa right now, according to Joe Lenardi, is the number seven overall seed behind Alabama and Ohio State. So you want... Which makes that really tough. Uh, You're not sure where where Iowa slots ended up. But you probably want Ohio State to beat Illinois. You need to see Alabama lose a game. And you want Iowa to go on a run. So they beat Wisconsin. They beat Nebraska. They go to the Big Ten Tournament Finals. That would mean probably beating either Illinois or Ohio State to get there. And then that would vault, in my opinion, Iowa up. Now, the easiest way to get it is just win out. You win... The rest of your games, you win Nebraska-Wisconsin, you win the Big Ten tournament, I see no reason why Iowa is not a number one seed. If you lose the Big Ten tournament final, that makes it a little bit trickier. Uh, that being said, if you win out against Nebraska-Wisconsin and Wisconsin and you get you even just win one game in the Big Ten tournament and get to the semifinals, I still think Iowa is a number two seed, which, again, isn't the worst thing in the world. You're not getting that number one seed until the Elite Eight. So still a, a relatively manageable schedule going forward and still the highest seed Iowa has ever gotten in the NCAA tournament. So still still a fantastic season all around. We're going to be watching all of that. And we want to talk a little bit about the Fran fade because that has been a big topic of discussion, especially as Iowa kind of struggled down the stretch a little bit. Uh, you know, you, you would expect them to have beaten Indiana. They should have beaten Illinois. They should have beaten Ohio State the first time. But when you look at it, Iowa goes 6-3 in February. They lost to Ohio State, Indiana, and Michigan. Indiana and Ohio State should have been wins. Iowa had leads. But C.J. Frederick being out was hard. Iowa was struggling in general offensively. They get a very good Michigan team. Um, I, I think the Fran Fade at this point is dead. That, that storyline is dead. That being said... The next time it comes out, every single year, we're going to think about the Fran fade because it is something that is ingrained in our heads. It's human nature to immediately revert back to something we've seen before. However, this year, uh, you can tell this team is a little bit different. They have not let the, that, that four out of five game stretch get them down. And they are finding ways to win, and they're finding unique ways to win each of these games. And again, getting that signature win against Ohio State on the road gave me a lot of confidence in this Iowa Hawkeye squad. Ohio State has been one of the best teams in the nation this entire year, and Iowa did work with them. Their offense is one of the – it was probably one of the best offensive performances I've seen from Iowa in quite a long time. Defensively, it also might have been – the best performance I've seen from Iowa defensively in quite a long time as well. So um, awesome stuff all around. We get Iowa versus Nebraska, and we have a lot of great stuff coming up on the show this week. Uh, We have a member of the Iowa media. I'm not dropping who yet until we record. He will be joining the show to break down some of the Iowa-Nebraska game and talk a little bit about recruiting. We also have a commitment in the class of 2022. He'll be joining the show, and we'll be dropping that episode probably tomorrow. No, sorry, probably next week, excuse me. We also have a bracketologist coming on, and we're lining up a few interviews with some of the Iowa football players entering the NFL draft. So once we get those scheduled, we'll be dropping those as well. And then we have Bakari Evelyn, former Iowa Hawkeye basketball player. At this point, the plan is to have him join the show every single game of the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament and break down Iowa's previous matchup and break down – who they're playing next. So I um, want to be joined by someone who is an expert in Iowa basketball, and I would like to think I'm pretty good at it, but I know Bakar Evelyn understands it even better so Bakari's going to be joining me as we break down those games that'll all be coming up for the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament so a lot of stuff coming up on the show but before we wrap up the show I want to talk about Caitlin Clark who is just named a semifinalist for the World Exposure Freshman of the Year award she also broke the all-time freshman assist record with 149 points and she's a finalist for the Nancy Lieberman award which goes to the nation's top point guard and she also won again the Big Ten Basketball Player of the Week and Freshman of the Week, setting records in both of those um, for overall records or overall awards won from a player. The women's basketball team has been solid as well with Caitlin Clark, you know, really shining the women's basketball team took down number 12, Michigan 89 to 67. And then they took down Wisconsin, 84 to 70 to move to 14 and seven. They get number 11, Indiana tomorrow and they get Nebraska on March 5th. You hope they can at least finish one and one in that, um, get a decent seed, maybe win a game or two in the big 10 tournament, but this is a team that should be in the women's NCAA tournament. And we'll be breaking down some of that bracketology later on. But as far as Caitlin Clark goes, uh, just, Truly phenomenal what we're seeing. She is going to be so much fun to watch uh, with Lisa Bluter's team over the next couple years. And as far as you know, how good of a chance she has to win these awards, we'll be breaking that down on tomorrow's episode, talking a little bit about what are the chances she wins them, um, what are some records she could shatter in Iowa Hawkeye history. There's a lot of records being broken right now between Luka Garza and Jordan Bohannon. What could Caitlin Clark do? Because this freshman season – it's something we've never seen before. And when you have a season like this, unless you turn pro early, which is not a very common thing in, in women's basketball, You can expect to see a few records fall, so we'll be talking about that as well and then getting into the bracketology and giving you a brief Iowa versus Nebraska preview on tomorrow's show. I do appreciate you all tuning in to today's episode of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. I apologize for not having an episode yesterday, but as I just said, we have some amazing content coming up. And during the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament, you can expect shows on the weekends as well. So if Iowa is playing on that Friday in the Big Ten tournament and they – win or lose, I'll be dropping an episode on Saturday, breaking down that game. If they win, I'll be breaking down the previous game and giving you a preview of their semifinals matchup. They win that or lose that. I'll be breaking down a game on Sunday as well. So there'll be episodes dropping a lot this month as we have a lot of stuff to cover and including the NCAA wrestling tournament as well. And the national championships, all that stuff taking place over the weekend. I'm not going to be waiting until Monday to drop you a show. I'll be dropping you a show every single day that something important has taken place. So again, thank you all for tuning I hope you enjoyed the show. If you liked it, give us that five-star review and subscribe wherever you downloaded this podcast at, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I promise I'll be more active on all three of those social media mechanisms going forward, and be on the lookout for our Locked on Hawkeyes March Madness bracket that will be coming out here in a bit. Um, You can win some cool prizes with that, so I want to make sure everyone gets involved in that as well. Thank you all for tuning in, though. Have a fantastic day, Hawkeye Nation, and let's go Hawks.